hppodcraft.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Chris Sarandon, and I'm sending a shout out to everybody on the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast. Happy 10 years, guys. Let's do another 500. It's the HP Podcraft 500th episode special, starring Chris Lackey and Chad Pfeiffer, with special guests Kenneth Heist, Craig Johnson, Heather Klinky, Rachel Lackey, Charo, Lying Vincent Price, and his guests, George Clooney and the Queen, with the comedy stylings of Louis C. Stand up Frankenstein's monster. A tribute to the Phantom by the Solid Gold Dancers by Precious. And a reanimated appearance by an unwilling Paul Lynn, featuring a world premiere performance by the greatest goth band of all time. Reuniting after 25 years, it's Pitch Black Manor. And now, here are your hosts, Chad Pfeiffer and Chris Lackey. Hey, Chris, I thought you might want some hot cocoa. Chad, thank you. Oh, this isn't hot cocoa. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. I just thought you might want some after you drink that. Really tastes bad, huh? Yeah. What is it? Mm, don't worry about it. You already drank it. And you'll find out in about a half hour anyway. What? We got a lot of history to cover, Chris. Ten years of shows, 500 episodes, and that doesn't even count in the readings, the fiction, our special episode on Beowulf. I mean, who could forget that video submission contest we did for that? <laughs> the answer is everybody. Nobody submitted a video. Hey, no reason to be cross. We've had a great run, and we're here in the Witch House. A great library, vintage design, and a warm fire to keep us snug. That's right. We've been doing this show from the odd ends of two different countries for years. But for this special, we've reunited at the intersection of space and time in the Witch House. A little dangerous getting here, but once you're inside, it is quite pleasant. So snug, I don't have to wear clothes. <laughs> yes, you've been new this whole time. I'm now learning, except I already knew that because we are standing or sitting here in this house right now. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, you know, I'm going to uh, change out of these roller skates. I've also been wearing all the time. <laughs> 500 episodes! It's been a heck of a journey. We've not only covered Lovecraft, but writers Lovecraft love. Arthur Mackin, Robert E. Howard, Edgar Allan Poe, and so many more. Not to mention all of the monster classics. Dracula, Frankenstein, and next week we're doing a story about a werebee. Yeah! So that's a classic. When civilization crumbles, these will be the moments humanity is remembered for. Speaking of which, did you remember to invite Andrew Lehman over? Yes, I did. I did. And he's going to be here, buddy. I promise. It's just that for my birthday. I know, I know. Andrew's a very busy man, but he he promised that this time he's going to make it. Okay, as long as you say so. I do say so. Now, I'm going to run into the kitchen real quick and check on my wife and frequent guest reader, Heather Clinky. Can you just uh, finish that up real quick for me? Oh, sure. Oh, wait, why did I drink that again? I'll <laughs> just wash that up for you, thanks. Hey, is he asking about Andrew already? Yeah, any updates? As far as I know, he's on his way. But I just saw on the news that the internet's gone dark in Pennsylvania and mail service is suspended. Chad, they're asking for vintage telegrams to get them through the crisis. Damn it. Well, I understand Andrew has responsibilities, but I'm afraid the only telegram we'll be sending tonight will read, Lackey has a broken heart. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> all right, Chris, I've got the bedrooms all made up. Are any of you bothered by the blood trickling down the wall? Well, if it isn't my wife, Rachel Lackey! Hello, everybody! Why are you carrying an open cage? Is it open? Hmm? Look 
caught something upstairs lurking about. What, like a mouse? Part mouse, yeah. Maybe part squid. Definitely had a human face vibe going on. Oh, that's squiggly. She'll turn up. Hi, guys. We're back with some cocoa. Oh, great. But you only have four mugs. Don't we need one for Andrew? Heather, why are you and Chad looking at each other so pensively? I get it. It's probably just the wind or an avalanche, Chris. Don't get your hopes up. Rachel, come with me into the kitchen for explaining stuff. Hey, it's author and game designer Kenneth Hyde. Ken, welcome. Hey, Ken, great to have you. Oh, man, it was hard to find this place, except for the purple glow and the line of rats outdoors. (laughs) But here I am. So, Ken, I went back and looked. In 2009, you were on our show. Yeah, we talked about yeah. Nyarlathotep and the Crawling Chaos. Mm-hmm. When we conceived the show way back in the day, I had this idea of covering H.P. Lovecraft stories as they were written. And then I had just picked up your Tour to Lovecraft book that had come out a little bit before that. Yeah, like the year before that, I think. And I thought to myself, look at this. This guy is doing exactly what I wanted to do with our podcast. Let's rip them off. <laughs> yes, please. That is why anyone ever writes a book is to be ripped off by other people. Well, and we knew that we had to get you on the show. Yes. So it was only the 18th episode before we were able to, to get you on board. Well, I was happy to do it. And over the years, uh, your appearances on the show have been some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely coincidence. You, <laughs> you always bring so much enthusiasm and knowledge to the show. And I was wondering, because we had just covered... Uh, We just revisited The Color Out of Space, and we're looking at some of other Lovecraft stuff that we did back then, kind of a revisit. Uh, How do you keep up your enthusiasm for this kind of material, or is it even something you have to try to do? I mean, something either sticks with you or or it doesn't. You go through little phases and fads, or I do at least, and so there's stuff that I'm either researching for a game Mm -hmm. or that I'm sort of into, and if you asked me to, to come back and talk about it 10 years later... I would be like, well, let me do the research and I'll fake it for the purpose of the episode. But something that I think really gets its hooks into you in adolescence Mm -hmm. will stick with you unless you deliberately try to drive it away. So I don't think I can ever, for example, read any of Lovecraft's killer first lines, you know, uh, west of Arkham, the hills rise wild and not immediately be right back there, you know, on the couch in Oklahoma City reading the torn up Lancer paperback that my dad owned and that I loaned to my best friend and then he lost it. Um, Well, at least you're over it. And have those exact joys recur. I mean, it's it's not quite the same thing as reading it for the first time, but it's that that same first urge. It's like any pop music you were listening to when you were 13 or 14 is Mm. like a song you still love, even though you may look back and say, well, objectively, that was just like all pop music. But this is my pop music. This is when I got my learner's permit. Yeah. This is when I, you know, I don't know if it's just that that's when you, your bloodstream is being flooded with alcohol and uh, testosterone. And so <laughs> there's some sort of matrix that gets set up or if it's just it happens to everybody. But to me, mm-hmm. I think that if you fall in love hard with something in your adolescence, you're going to stick with it. And then yeah. the great joy of it is, is that Lovecraft is actually worth the sticking with. He's an amazing <laughs> artist. He's a great writer. I mean, I, we've had this conversation sober and uh, and tipsy <laughs> over the decades. Um, Lovecraft was a, a great writer, but was he good? Yes, he was also good. <laughs> we had that. That was that was good fun. Um, that was a that long was, discussion. That was a long discussion in poor Donovan Luck's house during uh, <laughs> yeah. Necronomicon uh, in <laughs> Providence. Right, yeah. Great fun. <laughs> Donovan showing again that he's the smartest of all of us was in an entirely different room for it. That's right. <laughs> he stayed out of it. Yep. Um, but 
But yeah, I mean, I've been going back through the material as I'm writing games with it or as I'm doing anything else with it. And you just re-engage and it's it's always engaging. It's always amazing. Thank God it was Lovecraft that I fell for instead of, I don't know, Seabury Quinn or something. Imagine how <laughs> embarrassing that would be. <laughs> well, you said something. You said that your copy of of Lovecraft that you had was your dad's. Yeah. So your your dad read Lovecraft. Yeah, at some point. I mean, we didn't really talk a lot about it. I think that he read it and then tossed it. In. I mean, the, if he really valued it, it wouldn't have been in the box of books in the garage. But Hey, yeah. By the way, too, Chris, I got my Vampire Lestat copy from the box of books in the garage that my dad put out there. And I'm yeah. sure he wasn't reading any Anne Rice. He just happened right. to have the book. Yeah. No, this was this was the this was the Lancer uh, Lovecraft. I read Color Out of Space first in a Graf Conklin anthology. I think it was called something like Adventures in Space and Time or something like that. And that was all about Campbell era astounding stories. You know, jawed Earthmen fighting off monsters, and then you hit the Color Out of Space, and it's like, oh, that's not like the rest of these stories at all. <laughs> this is literally yeah. terrifying. And then I recognized the author's name when I stumbled on the old Dunwich Horror and Other Stories collection uh, mm-hmm. in the in the garage. And I thought, H.P. Lovecraft, I know that name. And I read those out over the next few months, rationing myself because I had no idea if there would ever be more. And that finished the job that Color Out of Space had started, I think. There was a lot of great stuff in there. Dunwich Horror and Color Out of Space and Whisper in Darkness and Shadow Over Innsmouth. It was, it was a very strong collection, as I recall. So... I fell for it hard and honestly. This whole journey started with a tour to Lovecraft for us and for you, and there's a follow-up on the way, isn't there? Yes, there is. The second book in the series, Tour to Lovecraft, The Destinations, which was delayed for a year while I designed Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. I got back to it. I have literally, as we speak, just finished the index, which is the last thing, and then... Out it goes. So it should be by the time this is aired. At the very least, it'll be in PDF. I mean, Lord knows if there will be a publishing, trucking, or retail industry on the other side of this. But if there is, you'll be able to find it in your favorite game or bookstore, I'm sure. But it's certainly up on the Atomic Overmind Press site in PDF. Well, everybody needs to pick that up and check it out. Ken, it's been such a joy to have you on the show over these years, and I hope that you'll continue to come and visit us, uh, possibly to talk some Fritz Leiber in the future. Would love to. Can't wait. 500 episodes. Big achievement. 500 great episodes. Also a big achievement. Perhaps even a bigger achievement. Only, I think, someone who also has a multiple award-winning podcast can recognize how great an (laughs) achievement you've accomplished. Well done, guys. Thanks. And such great fun. This is always just a a delightful hangout for me. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. We love you, Ken. Yeah, well, we love you back. All right, Ken, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Watch out on you. Oh, no. Oh, an abyss. Who saw that coming out? I am so glad Ken stopped by. What a great guy. In all seriousness, we don't deserve it. Yeah, Ken is a, a wonderful human being, a pleasure to talk to, and one fine-looking gentleman. <laughs> That is true. He sure is. I just wish he would have brought us some raw meat. Chris, you've been a vegetarian for like 25 years or more, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Huh. I should probably ponder why this is happening to me. No, no, no. It's time to recap some of our favorite moments from shows over the last 10 years. But maybe not the moments that everyone's familiar with. That's right. As you know, we edit the show quite a bit. And sometimes some great stuff hits the cutting room floor. And some of it can get pretty emotional. Let's listen to this outtake from our episode on the time machine. (laughs) It's okay, bud. Kate and Leopold had a happy ending. For now! That was such a great moment. So emotional. That's nothing compared to the full-on meltdown I have queued up for this next clip. But, uh, I gotta be honest, now I kind of want to watch Kate and Leopold. Yeah, me too. Oh. 
Oh, Kate. I am a man out of time, Kate. I'll never understand this crazy world. But you understand me, and that's what matters. Does it? Does it matter, Kate? What are they doing in there? They're supposed to be doing outtakes, but it looks like they're watching Kate and Leopold again. What are we going to do about this Andrew situation? I have an idea, but it involves destroying Pennsylvania. Go on. Kate, the pain I feel spends time. You silly old man. All I care is that you love me. All I care is that you don't have the right to vote. It's probably nobody. Hey, let's keep watching Kate Leopold. Nobody? What are you talking about? It's superstar comedian Greg Johnson. Did someone say 500th episode? (laughs) Greg, you son of a bitch. Greg, you have read on our show multiple times. Yes, 30-something times. But you have never actually been a guest on our show. I never have. I've tried, but I'm just not an authority on anything at all. As I'm going to go on to prove... So we've got you on now. Uh, Can you give us 500 episodes worth of knowledge? Yes, I can. I mean, I've been here since fairly early on. I I distinctly remember I got into you just after you did your live show in Leeds. So I'm I'm something of an expert. I'm definitely a long-time fan, uh, first-time caller. When you are listening, do you find yourself correcting us or interjecting? Just occasionally. uh, Sometimes Chris will call me as a friend and say we haven't spoken in ages and i and i will try to refute that because his his <laughs> voice his voice is put in my head so 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 much and and then occasionally it's the other way around when you're having like a coffee with chris and he'll sort of laugh and go oh golly and you think oh he did his catchphrase <laughs> <laughs> that's my oh, golly i've got a catchphrase of course you've got a catchphrase. 500 episodes in, you're hit with the knowledge my, you have a catchphrase. My relationship with you, Greg, is mm. com- is completely due to the show. You were a fan of, of my podcast, and then you yes. sent me an email one day about, yes. like, if I was going to do any kind of film projects or anything like that, that you would be more than happy to lend your help. And you sent me a link to some mm-hmm. of your videos, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. Let's go yeah. get a coffee, and then we met, and we became fast friends. Well, that was the thing, was realizing that my uh, one of the hosts of my absolute favorite podcast in the world, which it still is, uh, lived less than an hour from my house. So I thought, right, let's reach out, let's be positive and optimistic, and I sort of, yeah. So, and I, Also, I'd seen you on the DVD extras. So I was stalking you, basically, <laughs> um, to decide whether you were, you were for me. Uh, and, and I'd seen you. I'd seen your dodgy green screen work on the DVD extras of Whisper Oof. in Darkness. Yeah, those are rough. Uh, and I thought, this guy, if anyone needs video help, that's uh, me. It's this, yeah. it's this guy. So I emailed you, and three weeks later, you were sat right at the front as a guest at my wedding. Yeah. It was one of those things where Rachel and I were really loved going to weddings, and I heard Greg was getting married, <laughs> and somehow we muscled our way into his wedding after only being friends for oh, a few weeks. Nice trick. Yeah, I yeah, know. Just all my favorite podcast hosts. No family, <laughs> no friends. I just hired them all in. <laughs> so yeah, we can. I, mean, I think it's testament to your boundless enthusiasm that I, I was like, I'd love to read for the podcast maybe sometimes, and if you're ever sort of in Leeds in the next six months, we could maybe... And as I recall, your response was, let's go for a drink tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is this is good. This is that, that L.A. enthusiasm that I, I need in my life. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. And we've done enthusiasm. short films. We've written comedies. 
also involving chat, of course. And uh, it's been it's been wonderful. I'm friends with the guys who do my favorite podcast. It's it's crazy. Well, you've delivered in some of the the classic episodes too. Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde. Frankenstein was a um, I think a bit of a, a bit of a watermark for me. There was a very lovely lady who approached me in Providence and said, uh, "I didn't like you as a reader at first, but then you got good." <laughs> 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 and I said, Tha- thanks. Thank That's you. I guess um, so. Yeah, so somewhere I heard about the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast, and I just, I can't remember really. But it's one of the first, po- it's the only, I think, podcast from that time that I still, I still listen to. And I re-listen to. I remember uh, Rachel uh, Lackey, when I said, I- I've listened to many, many of them more than once. And she just said, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with her. I don't. Supported. I don't get the appeal of going back and listening to the old episodes. Well, at the risk of being sincere, uh, you guys are very, very good company, and Aww. I think the readings are great. The atmosphere. I think Chad's sound design and music and the atmosphere you give to stuff is not to be underestimated. And they're just they're just classics that you you put on again, like like music. Lair of the White Worm. I mean, I'll listen to that. <laughs> I don't know, probably ten. T- just put it on. Put it on again. <laughs> listen to the end. Just move the needle back and just put it on again <laughs> but it's yeah. great company like while i'm sort of particularly you know if you're doing a thing in like photoshop or making a prop or just working it's my number one you know company go to oh that's great oh, that's if you were great. to come on the show is there any particular stuff you would be interested in talking about i don't know really i'm no, very okay interested you know. in, in the subject of sort of um i was i was saying to chris the other day like like comedy and lovecraft because mm-hmm. i do think he's particularly some someone who you can love and mock yes. at the same time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You can be very aware of, of all the sort of tropes and the, uh, not shortcomings, but, you know, the kind of florid over-the-topness, which I think yeah. is kind of what we love. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's a, it's weird when something occupies that space, too, right? Because there's things that you're disdainful of that you mock, and then there's things that you really love that there can be nothing wrong with it. And there's the odd thing where it's very flawed, yet you love it deeply. So it's equally funny and equally wonderful, you know? I find the things that I love deeply, I know, are flawed. And maybe that's partially why I do like them so much. He's got his faults. And unlike uh, Ken Haidt, I don't think he was necessarily... Uh, the best writer that ever lived <laughs> but whoa, i think whoa, wow i think he was i think he was great in his own way which again sounds a bit shady but uh yeah. it's true well, we want something unique don't we and something with a with a strong flavor you know you don't want uh, necessarily smooth sort of ticking all the narrative boxes beginnings middles and endings and it's, it's like <laughs> same thing with stephen king it's like you know you don't want to take out the sort of cosmic turtles and it's like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because you want things to be able to kind of point at and go, oh, look, that's funny. Or like, oh, that book's too long. It's kind of right. like, uh, Chris, you remember Heather Hopster's Dog Dugan? It was a big oh, Rottweiler. Oh, I do. Of course big I do. Rottweiler. And one time a sock went missing from around her house and she was down on the beach with Dugan and there was a little thread coming out of his bum. <laughs> <laughs> she tugged at it and the whole sock came out. <laughs> oh. Now, do you wish oh. that that hadn't happened? Is it gross? <laughs> Is that something unpleasant about Dugan? Yes. But did it make me love that dog more? Yeah. (laughs) Did life just get a bit more interesting? Yeah, of course it did. You know, I wish that that didn't happen, that she didn't have that unpleasant experience, but it made that dog a little more awesome. Yeah. I mean, I pulled a sock sock out of a dog today. It's something you can say with quite a lot of trauma, or you can just say, like, I pulled a sock out of a dog today. Yeah. Hot damn. (laughs) I really did something this afternoon. (laughs) 
So yeah, oh. so your show is like pulling a sock out of a dog. Yeah. Um, every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lovely place you've got here. Um, I'm going to take this wine away with me because we haven't opened it. I hope that's okay. <laughs> no, leave that here. Oh, okay. That. okay. I'll just I'll take the uh, the, ba- the bag of chips. Yeah, sure. You can have the yeah. the chips. You said chips. Yeah, you can have. I did. I'm, I'm making an effort. You are making an effort. <laughs> making an effort. But don't go out the front door. Go out that uh go up the stairs and to the left. There's yeah. a big portal. Go through that. That's the safest way. There's cool. There's something out in the front wall and you shouldn't you yeah. should mess with Stay that. Stay away from yeah, that. Yeah, I'll portal back to Leeds. Okay. Sounds good. We'll see okay. ya. Lots of love. Love you guys. Bye. Enjoy the rest of the night. It was so nice to have Greg visit. Hopefully he had fun. To be honest, I was a little distracted by my heightened sense of smell and, well, a feeling of transparency. You've had a long day, buddy. You know, maybe it's time for you to turn in. I'm sure Andrew would be happy to come by at a later time. No way. I'm staying up all night if I have to. I'll just watch some TV until he gets here. Kate, the people at the shopping mall laughed at my outfit. How will I ever fit in? You just need someone to take you shopping. Like me. Hey, Heather and Rachel. Looks like Chris is going to stay up all night waiting for Andrew. Why are you looking at me like that, Chad? Ow! Heather, did you kick me? Oh, right. I remember now from a few minutes ago. Everything okay, guys? Yeah. We're just practicing karate over here. Oh, okay. I'll just keep watching TV. Good thing we were already dressed in karate outfits. Kate, this modern world has changed me. Hey, guys, check this out. It seems that a giant monster has risen from the depths of Pennsylvania and is quite quickly and efficiently destroying the entire state. Obviously, there's a number of things to report on as the situation unfolds, but this reporter wants to let viewers know that at least we don't need any vintage telegrams here anymore. So anybody who is going to be working on that, you're free to do other stuff. This is a reporter, here on the news. My God, this is horrific. Hey, did you guys... Rachel, are you giving me a knowing smile? Let's just say we've picked up a few things over the years. Well, don't worry about three wishes, because I think just this one will do. Hello? Andrew! Hey, you guys! It's me! Andrew Lehman, you're here! Yeah, hi, I I made it. You did, and there's no reason to talk about why. (laughs) Welcome! Andrew, though, I'm so glad to have you Uh, here. Oh, I am... I am so glad to be here, you guys. I I wouldn't have missed your 500th episode for the world. I am so proud of you. I am oh, so God. honored to have been a part of this project from nearly the beginning. And uh, it has been one of the joys of my last few years to to be here from time to time and and to listen to every episode. I got to tell you, you know, 500 episodes, not a clinker in the bunch. You guys are brilliant every <laughs> ding dang week. And especially since I miss both of you so much in my daily life to be able oh. to hear you and spend, you know, a reliable 30 minutes with you in my car every week <laughs> is is a joy. So I want to say thank you. I want to say congratulations. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to say to that other than <laughs> we are so lucky to have you on the show as frequently oh, as we do. It's God. not enough. And certainly I don't think we'd have any a fraction of the listeners that we have now if you weren't stepping in to read for us. Well, In fact, a lot of the time, the, the biggest criticism we probably get is everything was going well until you guys got on. <laughs> <laughs> have we talked about our relationship, like how we met and how, how we got to know each other, Andrew? Not outside of not show? outside of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
Yeah, Back there was some court mandated discussion of that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's that was a whole other thing. No, well, I uh, met Andrew through our mutual friend Jamie Anderson. Yeah, who I just spoke to the other week. He he's oh, good. yeah, he and his family are doing fine. They live they still live in the Quad Cities. They're in Rock Island. So yeah, I I spoke to Jamie just just a week ago. Oh, but we we played a live action role playing game. Yeah, that was set in the Quad Cities, and yep. Andrew was a player, and I was one of the the NPCs. I think the first time I actually interacted with you, I was a hill. Billy that was aligned with Migos. Yeah, I seem to recall and, that. And then I ushered you into a like a Migo birthing chamber. Uh-huh. And then I, I had a, a brief conversation with you after the game, but not much because obviously you knew a lot of people there and I had never met you before. So yeah. that was it. But when I moved to LA, you moved to LA about a, a year later after me, maybe, maybe two. I don't remember exactly. Jamie said, oh, you know, my friend Andy, he just moved out to LA. You should get in touch with him. I'm like, oh, I remember that guy. Right. And so I called you and then you had me over to your apartment. We watched movies. We ate pizza and we just, you know, hit it off. And yeah. then that started a lifelong friendship that culminated in doing uh, another live action role playing game. The Call of Cthulhu movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Darkness movie. Yep. This podcast. Did you, are you sure that's how you guys met, though? Because... I, I swear to God, I just saw that. Uh, that was the meet cute in the wedding planner. <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> it does have an, an oddly uh, Hollywood ring to it, doesn't it? it yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Well, Live but, action game. It was yeah. in the Quad Cities. The whole thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, well, there is ongoing litigation with the production <laughs> company on that. The game in question was one that Jamie ran, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because then later we did another... Then I ran a game that was like Jamie's bachelor party, basically, when he got married to Keisha. Yes. And you were mm-hmm. part You yeah. were part of that, too, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah. So we've done a, we've played Cthulhu Lives together a couple of times. Yeah, and then I, I, I think I met you when I came in to help with... Uh, Chris wrote me in to come help with the game that you were running out here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah. the one with the, the, the helicopter rental. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, out in the desert. Yeah, the, that's... The that was, the... and, that, and that's when we sort of realized that we were putting so much work into these live action games that we really ought to be making movies out of them because it was, you know, we rented a helicopter. We flew people into the middle of the Mojave Desert. It's like, you know. Yeah. That's what I thought. We were doing. I was in there for a scene and it was at a swimming pool and this guy was being bathed naked and there were all of these NPCs oh, God, around. Yeah. And I thought, this is a weird scene, man. I really like this. <laughs> yeah. that but It's too bad that I'm the only one watching this. Yeah. That's this is something that a lot of people should probably be seeing. That The end of that game was weird because the the investigators totally betrayed my NPC character and like set him up to take the fall for the whole thing. Oh. I was so, <laughs> I was so stunned by the twist ending that I never saw coming, even though I had written the game. It's like, you're what? You're pinning this whole thing on me? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. it was a pretty brilliant uh, turn of events there. Oh, well. I, your, your enthusiasm and support for our show. I mean, you are the third member Absolutely. of this podcast. <laughs> and I never take it for granted. I'm always so happy that you're continuing to work with us. I never just expect it. No. I should play harder <laughs> to get, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't take the wrong thing out of this. No, I'm still just... going to set up electrical fencing around your house. Okay. <laughs> Glad you think of me that way. I I would like to think of myself that way. and, and uh, Do. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm, do it. I'm in it for another 500 episodes if you guys are. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And don't think we couldn't do it. Thank you so much for stopping by uh, the Witch House. And again, without you, this podcast wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. Yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for stopping by. And be careful on your way out. Uh, Ken had a problem leaving. I oh. actually don't know if he's even in existence anymore. Uh-oh. So. Well, that would be a that would be a terrible tragedy for all of us. I'll I'll go <laughs> I'll go look for him. Oh no! Don't uh, well, do that. No. Well, I, that's all right. Just okay. make sure you get out. The, okay. The yeah. safe way. That's uh, the side, just not the, the front door. door. I see. Okay. Oh, I see it over here. All right, guys. Listen. Oh, no, not that. Oh, oh. Damn it. Oh, no. Did you hear oh. that last thing he said was italicized too? We shouldn't have let him go out. Oh, dang it. Well, Chris, I guess that pretty much wraps things up. It does. Except, I just looked in the mirror. There was nothing there, except for a full moon. That stuff you gave me to drink, did you turn me into a ghost of a werewolf? (laughs) No, Chris. That was ordinary, everyday toilet water. The ghost of a werewolf was inside you all along. Oh, wow. It's a 500th episode miracle. (laughs) I want to thank Levi Nunez for his voice work. He was our announcer at the top. And uh, also that newscaster we heard. So amazing. For a second, I thought Greta Van Susteren was in the room. I didn't know what was going on. I know. We also, of course, have to thank our guests, Andrew, Greg, and Ken. And you know, why Vincent Price didn't really deliver on any of those promises. <laughs> didn't I? Mm. Ugh, so hard to We also, of that. course, have to thank Rachel and Heather. We couldn't do the show without them. And we also want to thank our patrons and listeners for sticking with us all these years. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will be back with our regular programming next week covering The Drone by A. Merritt. To close out the show, we've got some special musical guests. Yeah, so as many of our listeners know, I used to be in a band called Pitch Black Manor. We talked about that right on our first episode. We played our last show together on Halloween in 1995. Mm. And uh, in all the years in between, we've batted around getting together again. Well, current developments in the world have suddenly created an environment where that's possible. Uh, We had some time on our hands, and so in the last two months, we have reunited to create the greatest goth album. I'd say maybe even the greatest album of all time. The album is called Monster Classics, and it's 13 tracks. It covers all the best monsters. We got Draculas, we got Frankensteins, Hunchbacks, Witches, Brides. You guys are going to love it. Of course, there's a song about Lovecraftian ghouls. That was our one concession to pop music conventions. And so uh, we're going to do the world premiere right here and now. It's a track called Ghoul Fever. If you like what you hear, the album will be out mid-July on Bandcamp for everybody to download. It'll be streaming later in the year, but we're offering a limited edition classic Halloween blow mold USB version of the album designed by Crypto Curium. They do a lot of excellent stuff over there. This is going to be so cool, Uh, but those are going to go fast. So if you want priority access, you've got to email us at pitchblackmanor at gmail.com. We'll link out to that email address in the show notes. Just write, I've got ghoul fever and we'll get you on the list for those. I see the guys are setting up over there if you want to join them. All right, folks, reuniting after 25 years. I used to dress up as a snake man and dance for these guys, which in retrospect seems like kind of a strange thing, but (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, Pitch Black Manor! (laughs) 